Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Ah, yes, indeed. A very good evening to you and welcome to the Macca's Run for your Tuesday evening. I hope you had a good day as you possibly could have had. However you put it in, wherever you've been putting it in, it's wonderful to have you with me this evening. Sam Hargraves with you. And don't forget, uh, the Macca's Run is all about you having your say on the news of the day. You can do that on the Harcourt's open line. one 736 736 is the number to call your move, your Harcourts. For all things real estate, speak to them. For all things sport, have a chat to me on the Harcourts open line. You can text in on the Temper text. The all-new Temper Pro, Temper's most adaptive mattress ever, is here. 0433 to do that. A fair bit to get through this evening, of course. Looking forward to getting your view on everything that's been making news today. Uh, it is all about what's going on at the Gold Coast Suns. So, Stuart Jude, today officially sacked as the Gold Coast Suns coach, despite being backed in till at least the end of the year by CEO Mark Evans last week, after Carolyn Wilson reported that Jew wouldn't last out the year, that Stephen King would be the interim coach, and that Damien Hardwick, she believed, would be the new coach. Um, she's copped a fair bit for that since uh, making that report uh, on Footy Classified, not this Monday, but last. Two out, of those, two out of three of those things have now come to fruition, and all that remains to be seen is whether the third one does as well. But as that story broke this morning, uh, broken by Tom Brown, uh, confirmed then by Tom Morris, Nathan Buckley was with Jared Whateley and gave his view on what today would have been like uh, for Stuart Jew as a man who's been in this situation similar. Uh, Bucks gave his view on how Stuart Jew would have been going through the events of the day. Extremely tough for him. It would have been tough hearing the news last night. And the last week would have been you know, a very... Yeah, an impossible position for him. And I thought even those, those words then, he, he's, he's handled himself really well, as well as you could have ex- expected him to. Um, but in particular, today will be, will be hard, saying goodbye to the players, um, if he, and, and he surely gets that opportunity and the staff. And then when you step out of the club and he wakes up tomorrow morning and he doesn't go into the football club, he will, he will need the support of his mates, of his family, um, and there will be a lot of people that will reach out for him. I hope that he accepts that support because um, he'll need to, because he'll ha- he'll have a lot of questions that he'll be asking himself. He'll be equal parts disappointed. He'll blame himself. He'll he'll say, "Well, I, c- I could have done A, B, and C better," or "Am I not enough in these areas?" Versus, I didn't have the conditions for success. There were things here that that didn't make success. Um, as as easy, uh, it didn't. We didn't have the conditions to to perform in different areas at the football club. So he he will go through all of those emotions and machinations and working out in his mind and, and justifying it in some ways or realizing um, you know, what where where he or others fell short. And that that's a natural process for him to go through. Nathan Buckley with Jerry Whateley earlier on today. Well, the inaugural coach of the Suns, Guy McKenna, also had a chat to Jerry Whateley, and um, he wanted to speak about how the players would be feeling after so many of those had publicly backed in Stuart Jew. They would have been told the same things that we, the public, were told last week by Mark Evans and by Bob East. 
Well, just, yeah, again, my, again, because the club's bigger than the individual I get, and probably after the club comes the, the players, and I, I just, you know, feel for, you know, David Swallow and a few of those blokes that would have heard different CEOs and different presidents get up and say, right, this is the plan, this is the pathway, here's another coach who just extended him for two years, and all of a sudden the rug's been pulled out from underneath his feet, which ultimately then, so I just don't, I sort of just don't get how the club then can sort of sort of look players in their eye and say this is this is actually what we believe in and this is what we want to do because there's been an element of I mean, we've heard this how many times before so yeah so ultimately I feel sorry for the players um, and obviously Julie of course because um, I yeah I, I just thought there was enough indicators on I did quickly read uh, well not the whole statement from um, the uh, president's name um, but um, him coming out and saying oh yeah you've got to make the tough decisions and uh, I'm going well yeah what about the tough decision actually you backed him in for two years. What about you give him another season because of injuries and whatnot? I mean, who knows? Their season could be totally different uh, given some of the, the personnel that have been in and out of the side for this year. And then next year, it's a whole other year. The Suns' first ever coach, Guy McKenna, Stewie Jew, their fourth. Um, Stephen King set to become their fifth uh, since they started in 2011 as interim coach. And then we wonder who will be the sixth. Uh, Campbell Brown, an inaugural son himself, spoke to Dwayne as well. I've said for a couple of years now that they probably lack a little bit of relevance in the AFL. Um, They don't have that absolute star power, be it coach or player, that draws the neutral football fan in to watch, like we had when I was up there with Gary Ablett. You know, Mm. you didn't have to be a Gold Coast Suns fan, but you'd tune in to watch what the little master was doing. Um, I thought that Clarko would have given that last year if he decided to go there and and not North Melbourne. And certainly a, a, a coach like Damien Hardwick, who's who's built you know that Richmond side up. Um, he knows what it takes. Uh, they've got plenty of talent, and he's a three-time premiership coach. Would would give the Gold Coast Suns you know a, a level of relevance they probably haven't had for a few years now. Campbell Brown with Dwayne Russell earlier today. Interesting that Dwayne also spoke to his former coach and, and one of the inaugural directors of Gold Coast Suns, Malcolm Blight. And um, it's worth having a listen to that chat in its entirety. But one of the things that Blighty spoke about is when we can trace back from day one, the Suns have been up against it. And that might uh, cause you to scoff and laugh at that, given the draft concessions that they got and uh, the setup money that's gone into them and the money that's gone in since. But he did speak about the fact that the Giants got $2 million extra. And when they did start up there, the Suns, they were working out of portables. They didn't have a home. The facilities were absolutely atrocious. They were training on rock-hard grounds with young developing bodies, so they had injury after injury because the grounds they were on were to the detriment of the players that were on there. The setup that went into the Gold Coast originally in terms of infrastructure and facility was an absolute joke. And you can ask anybody that was up there at the time that will tell you the same thing biggest mistake that got made was walking away from the table with the Southport Sharks. What a difference that could have made. An established home base, one of the richest clubs in the country, uh, self-sufficient. You can trace the issues back a long way with the Gold Coast Suns and they continue to have to go through them today. A lot of those things have been sorted, but then you're coming from way back rather than starting, hitting the ground, running. So then we went through everybody's reaction to what we knew was coming throughout the course of the day with Stuart Dew being sacked and then the CEO uh, and the, the president uh, or the chairman, uh, spoke to media, and this was Bob East, the, the chair of the Gold Coast Suns, today. This is an evidence-based process. In no way whatsoever have we been influenced by media, by social media, by speculation around who may or may not be available, um, by the AFL, by the AFL industry at large. This is a process 
driven by evidence-based and a systematic process of evaluating what we need for this club. And it is crystal clear to us that this decision was a, a, a necessary decision um, and we will make the next steps meaningful to ensure that this club goes on for future success. So Bob E saying it was clear to them. Kane Corns did ask him about, well, what made it so clear and what were the issues that you had? I'm going to get to that in just a moment because Bob East was on with Sports Day with Kane and Jared a little earlier. From the press conference, CEO Mark Evans was asked how things changed from last week to this when so publicly backed in, or at least until, if you were reading between the lines, the end of the year, what has changed between last week and this week for Stuart Jew? So I think we've faced... The commentary that we got last week, we've faced that in each of the last three seasons. Every single time that we've been required to back that up, we've tried to stabilise it to give the best possible chance for players and coaches to go about their business. But that changes once a decision is made. You can't come out and say that once a decision has been made and that happened last night. So once you've made the decision, you've made the decision. That's why, that's why we're here today. It would seem wrong to then continue after that decision was made. CEO Mark Evans on what changed from last week to this week and then why now and not wait till the end of the year. Uh, the chair, Bob East, was asked if last week's public show of support was misleading to players, the club, the fans and the public. I don't think it's misleading. I mean, I, I, I honestly believe that through it, it wasn't just last week. We have been consistent in our support of Stuart. Um, but as any organisation should do, there should be a process of continual evaluation and continuous improvement. Um, it did crystallise over the weeks and months that there were gaps. I'm not about to run a, a commentary or a public commentary on performance appraisal, but it was very clear that um, we needed to close the gap. And, uh, and as Mark said, uh, eventually there is a decision to be made and you need to be true to all stakeholders um, by executing on that decision. So that was Chair Bob East So the press conference today with he and Mark Evans. And then, of course, uh, players are always going to be doorstopped at training and co-captain Tuke Miller answered some questions from journos. It's about that feeling about what he's done for us as a football club. And I also think, again, it's about him and his family. Um, it's obviously an emotional time for, for him um, and, and the club, and, and we understand that. And our, our thoughts are with him and also what he's done for this football club. It's a pretty big shock too for is it going to affect the back end of the season for you guys? Yeah, look, um, same thing. It's, uh, that's probably not what I'm here to answer. I'm here to talk about Stewie and what he's done for the club. Uh, again, about his family. Um, we're thinking about him, trying to stay connected as much as we can, um, and then also what he's done for us as a football club. Has a lot of love from the playing group, Stuart Jew. And then the counter-argument to that is, well, why weren't they playing uh, like a, a man's uh, career and, and fate was resting in their hands, especially over the last few weeks as history keeps repeating in the back half of the year for the Gold Coast Suns, but he certainly developed really strong relationships. Players had re-signed off the basis that he was going to be, and he was, and, and they believed was going to be the senior coach till at least the end uh, of next year. Uh, and now looking to, again, wonder why and how, and then what comes next uh, for those players. And if it's going to be Damien Hardwick, it's fascinating because Tommy Morris was on Sports Day a little earlier today, and I think maybe one of the biggest revelations that he dropped in that chat was the fact that when he broke the story about Damien Hardwick leaving Richmond um, all those weeks ago now, 
He got tipped into that story originally by someone saying to him that they believed that Damien Hardwick was going to not only leave Richmond, but take up the job as the Gold Coast Suns coach. So he actually worked backwards from a tip that maybe Damien Hardwick was going to become the next coach of the Gold Coast Suns, worked back from there. So he said he originally started working on that story off info that Damien Hardwick was going to be the next Gold Coast Suns coach. And interestingly... Stuart Jew was asked about that earlier in the year and, and said that he exchanged text messages with Damien Hardwick and they'd had a laugh about that, that he wasn't coming uh, for his job. Um, again, we'll just wait and see how it all plays out. Uh, Bob East, the chair, was on. And by the way, I'm not insinuating there that Damien Hardwick has been coming for his job, just to get that crystal clear. Uh, Bob East, the chair, was on with Sports Day a little earlier and he spoke a few times at the presser about not wanting to go into details. Well, Kane was keen for him to get details about what Stuart Jew may not have done right. I understand, and you're at pains to say today you want to be respectful about the exit of, of Stewie Jew, who wasn't at the media conference today, but not for the first time today you've said you're crystal clear that this decision was necessary. I, I think it's important that you highlight where the failings were for Stewie Jew. I think that's important for your fans as to what ultimately led to this decision and, and what the mistakes and what your concerns were. Oh, look, I, I don't think it's necessary to actually go to that level of detail when I speak to our fans and our members, they are absolutely clear on their expectations on this club. I think it's fair to say that if you if you draw a comparison from where we were last year to where we, we sit this year, there is a clear deficiency. Um, I, I don't really believe this is a where, where is that though? Because to, to the win loss back. the win loss isn't that much difference to where you were this time last year. So where where is the clear deficiency? Look, it's absolutely true that the win loss is is, is one of the scorecards and it's the ultimate scorecard, but there are other factors. Um, there is qualitative and quantitative assessment. We're looking at how things are performing within the football department. Um, I, I'm really not going to go into uh, the ins and outs of each of the focus areas or areas for development um, in this forum. I don't think it's fair for sure to do that, and I really don't think it helps our members and fans. There was a, a report that you were concerned about strategy and, and preparation. Was, was that accurate? Uh, no, I don't know where that came from. If uh, Damien Hardwick wasn't available, Bob, would would, would Stewie Jew still be in the job at the present time? Uh, no, th- this decision was made absent of any speculation around any of the coaches that have been uh, nominated as potentials for the role. Um, it's fair to say this this decision was based on the evidence that we had um, uh, to consider. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's fair to say the decision would stand. So there we go. That was Bob East, an extended chunk of that, which was a great chat. And you can get it at sen.com.au with Sports Day a little earlier. Good of him to front up and do that chat. And, and great questioning from Kane Corns and Jared Healy, trying to just get to the bottom and get some clarity on what changed from last week to this. If it's not just win-loss, then what exactly is it? And when you're finishing someone up uh, with you know the rest of a season and another to go on their contract, there must be some really good reasons for it. So, again, as I said earlier, two out of three of the things that Carolyn Wilson reported that were going to happen have happened. And the third was that Damien Hardwick, she believed, was going to be the next coach. We'll wait and see now um, if that will pan out as well, uh, there was some good stuff, though, on the positives that are in and around uh, football in southeast Queensland. Well, I think in terms of the performance, there's no doubt that we are starting to to build a fan base. Uh, if you look at what's happening in Auskick, you know, Queensland 
boasts the number one participation in in, uh, in the country above Victoria. Um, if I look at my my own kids and their friendship groups, you know, AFL football was not a topic of conversation uh, ten years ago. Now there's uh, incredible participation. I think the AFL and the Suns in component parts have done an amazing job to to bring AFL to this community and start to be relevant. So certainly a lot of positives happening in football in Southeast Queensland. Just need to frank that into performances on the field, and we hope that that happens sooner rather than later for the Suns. Bit of other things making news on the Maccas run for the new spicy, sticky barbecue Angus at Maccas Tribunal tonight with Toby Nankervis. Give you an update on that. Bevo has spoken about Bailey Smith and Simon Goodwin on Clayton Oliver's hammy. We'll give you up to speed on that after this on SEN. The Barbecue Bacon Angus at Macca's. The name says it all, really. The Macca's Run. The Macca's Run. Live on your home of sport, SEN. I made a mistake, and um, as I said, I need to be better than that. Um, as, as a leader of the club, you don't want to be missing games at all, let alone three weeks. You know, an important time of the year, so as I said, I'm fully accountable for my actions, and um, yeah, I'll learn from it. That was Tigers co-captain Toby Nankervis, his three-match uh, ban as he... His uh, bump on Jake Lloyd was referred directly to the tribunal. Um, that comes with a minimum of a three-match ban. So it will be a three-match ban for Toby Nankervis, who pled uh, guilty straight away. Um, he said that he had apologised on field and then followed up with another apology later. Um, Nankervis taking full responsibility for the incident, meaning the hearing would determine just the length of sanction only. So the contrition showed by Nankervis was taken into consideration. And if it hadn't have been there, the sanction wouldn't have been, that the sanction would have been higher according to Tribunal Chair Renee Enbom. So three weeks for Toby Nankervis. Um, Caleb Sarong fighting his one match ban at the moment. Rich, uh, Fremantle arguing uh, for that dumping tackle. Fremantle arguing that there wasn't a sling motion. There wasn't a double movement. So he's trying to get that overturned. And the jury uh, are still deliberating on that one. So um, if we're still on air when the decision comes through, we will let you know ASAP. Uh, Luke Beveridge has launched a, a strong defence of Bailey Smith, who people have been talking about his form of late, uh, and some speculation on whether he might need a fresh start somewhere else. Luke Beveridge had this to say today at Dogs Training. He's had some real challenges. Like He's had injury. He's obviously had some time out of the game. He's been quite open with his mental health side of it. All we've ever done here is look after Bailey. Speculation around whether or not he should be at another club or not, it's just disrespectful. And we've got a really good track record here with our, with our players and our program. And, uh, and, and sometimes, um, you know, that it just can be a bit pungent. Uh, that was Luke Beveridge at Dogs Training Today. Simon Goodman was asked about the troublesome hamstring of Clayton Oliver and what the major issue with it is. The hamstring injury that he's got is he can't hit top speed. We're really confident with the program. It just needs more time, um, but we just need to manage in the right way, and um, it's a difficult injury to get right. So that was uh, that was that Simon Goodwin earlier on today at Demons Training. A couple off the 40 Winks Temper text. The all-new Temper Pro, Temper's most adaptive mattress ever, is here. Gary said, Sam, looking forward to the golf show. That's up next off the tee. St Kilda have got more money than the Suns from the AFL in the last few years. It's a good point you make, Gary. And um, I think sometimes the clubs that are substantially on the drip seem to have no trouble in just making $600,000 and uh, several hundred thousand dollar payouts to coaches whose contracts they finish up early, maybe because it's not their money. So it's 
to watch this space uh, and a couple of people thinking that the Damien Hardwick deal is already done and dusted. I don't believe that. I don't think that he'd do that to a mate of his. I think that if they were keen to speak to him, which they said they haven't, um, but it would be if, it, if there's a vacancy, I'll have a look at it, but I'm not going to entertain it while... Uh, my premiership teammate and good friend is there uh, as well. Hey, thanks for all the calls. Thanks for all the text off the tee. Our dedicated golfing show is up next. Nick Ahern is out there limbering up. So stick around. Off the tee's up next.